Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. First of all, this is an exciting day because uh, it's the Feast of St. Nicholas, and he's the patron of our Byzantine Catholic Church. And he's a wonderful patron. He's also the patron of, well, bakers, children, sailors, etc., etc. And besides the Mother of God, there's, there's most churches, Christian churches, around the world are named after St. Nicholas. So he's very popular. Now, why do we attribute his popularity to? Well, there's many, many stories about St. Nicholas. But one of the stories is sort of a rural type story, and you've heard me tell it before, but uh, he came down to earth to see how things were going on, and he was walking around in this farmer, his cart was stuck in the mud. And uh, so anyway, uh, he tried to help the, far the farmer, but the, when he pushed the wagon, the mud from the road uh, went up and dirtied his heavenly clothes. So when he got back to heaven, the angels said to him, they said to him, and the stage said, what happened to you? You're a mess. He said, well, I tried to help this farmer and I got dirt all over me. And then St. Peter came and he looks at him and says, he says, there will be more jewels in your crown. He says, and you will go up one step in heaven. At the shock of the other heavenly guys, you're all nice and clean. So why we like St. Nicholas is that uh, he's been a great helper to people, common people, and royalty, and everybody. So once there was a stellar story of a sailor, he's at sea, and uh, well, the ship's going down. And there are men going into the water, and mothers and fathers and children, and they all got drowned. So the mother and father, you know, see their two sons sink into the water. And then when they finally got to shore, they saw their two sons, and they were just overjoyed. And he said, how possibly did you get here? He says, well, St. Nicholas came, and he took us here. He brought us. St. Nicholas is also um, a sportsman <coughs> because he could not take heresy too well, the Arian heresy. And so heresy is named after Arius. He was a heretic. And they got in a little fist fight and he tried to knock him down. It's like Bishop Kirch, you know. And uh, <coughs> so anyway, uh, the other bishops had him removed from the Nicene Council of 325. And uh, so he went to jail. And then uh, there was an intercession for him. And the bishops were told they were wrong. And the emperor brought him out of jail. 
It's a wonderful thing to tell these stories. There's many, many legends of St. Nicholas. But I think the most exciting thing about St. Nicholas is children. All over the world, there's thousands, maybe millions of children dying because of wars, crop failures, economic greed. So there's plenty enough food. The United States and France together, we could feed the whole world. But no, everything's got to be uh, making profits and things like that. Now, of course, in Poland, they're going to not have enough coal because they buy their coal from Russia and they made a boycott against Russia. Now, that's pretty stupidity, isn't it? It's pretty stupidity. The stupidity reigns in this world, but St. Nicholas wants love to reign in this world, especially for our children. You take a child, and they're just babies. They're helpless. And then God gives them a mother that, you know, she would die for them. Mothers are a precious gift from God. And the child grows and is watched and uh, takes his first steps as if he or she and uh, looks around, starts to see the world, uh, gets a little older, you read a book to him. By the time he's six or seven, he's reading a book to you. They're, they're sort of remarkable. And each one is a gift from God. Now, we live in a wicked world that not produce, does not, um, you know, appreciate children. That's a very bad thing. That's a grave sin against uh, marriage and grave sins against the fifth commandment, thou shalt not kill. And it's a grave sin uh, to the whole world because we need our children. As you know, you watch in your own lifetime, and you know that we grow old and uh, we grow sick. They just put on the news today that the ex-dictator of China died. And he died, he was 96 years old, he died of his organs failed, and he had leukemia. You know, he was, a, he was a very powerful man in his day, but that doesn't give you a lease on life. What gives you a lease on life is joy, peace, and love. Joy is well, Nicholas had it, loving the children and celebrating his, his feast day. Peace in your heart that we have the freedom to still celebrate our feast days and enjoy which feast days bring to us. I couldn't imagine a world without feast days. I thought about that at one time. I was getting older. And of course, in our church, we have 24 major feast days and God knows how many saints days. And there's many, many saints. And saints appear because that means that the church is doing her duty of forming saints and bringing them into the world and uh, populating heaven where they're eventually going. These saints, like St. Nicholas, 
they have a conscience and they know right from wrong. This morning I was reading about the Ten Commandments a little bit, not much. It says it's nice to know the Ten Commandments, but it's more important to turn to take care to observe them in detail. What what exactly is contained in the exegesis of those commandments? I remember in seminaries for a lot of time on the Ten Commandments and exegeting a lot of things in the Bible. I mean, on oh, nauseum. And in moral theology, they could find more sins in the breaking of one commandment than can you imagine. It was against love. It was against faith. It was a, 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 a sacrilege to God. It also was destroying your soul. And those, when you break that commandment, you have the possibility to go into hell. But they added them up there. Each one, they had each ended up there. How many? So I thought to myself, well, is there a possibility? A possibility for... Can we know all the ways to break the commandments? Or are we doing things unknowingly? Of course, we're not guilty for that. But we are guilty if we are malicious and we abuse our neighbor and children and people who are ill, especially us as senior citizens. And you remember, you youngsters, not anybody's too young here, but anyway, your organs are going to fail, you're going to be in pain, and you were a child once. You had all those beautiful years. And then you rushed to grow up, you couldn't wait to grow up, only to find out it's sort of a disappointment. You know, you're going, to get, you're going to be free, you're going to do this and that. You can do anything you want, that's not true. And so sometimes you're disappointed as you age, and then you start failing. And what do we do about that? We embrace the mercy of God. The mercy He shows to us like we were little children. The mercy He showed to us by bringing us into the world. The mercy shows to us when we are in pain. One of the gifts of being in pain is it makes you pray to God. And he responds. The gift of your suffering, your birth, your being a child, your growing up, being responsible in the church, loving God, and God loving you, will bring you to the gates of heaven. But that little child we see today like yesterday, you know, we saw that little baby there, little Joseph, like call him little Joshua. He's the second name, he's after me. He just was looking at him, he doesn't know what's going on, but when he smiles and the sunshine comes out of his face, it's wonderful. And you all like that. You, each one, were a treasure. And you're still a treasure, a treasure to me. Because you're a monk, and there are few and far between. But you must live with the love of your neighbor like he was a little child. And you must do what you can for them to take them out of harm's way. And of course, the best way we can do that is to live the gospel completely. That's a hard job. But it's your vocation. So if you're the beautiful person that I see you in, you know, 
Some days you have bad days, we all do. But when you look at your brothers in the monastery, look at the beauty in them. Think of where they came from. Think of what miraculous it is that they are here in this monastery. And today we offer the liturgy for the suffering children of the world, especially those who die without baptism, or alone and frightened, or sick where there's no medication, or in pain without relief. All these things, these injustices, scream to heaven for justice. Let us never be unjust to a little child. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.